0: sounds like? I can't hear
1: you. Is that what a goblin would sound like?
0: No. no, no, no. That's more the Vorpal Blade. Going Snickersnack. How do you guys feel about cursed items?
1: We take those.
2: system. What did I do? I yeah, all I heard is some something crawling around the studio. What was that?
0: Um, that was a corpse bee. <laughs> Corpse bee, yeah. Corpse B. yeah. It's like a bee, but for corpses. Yeah.
2: Yes. I think we we might have to defer to Bree on that one because she's the one that knows about the corpse bee. Tell See, us Yeah, I everything. thought I knew
1: about the corpse bee. <laughs> well, just and then but I can anyone really know yeah, about the corpse, about bee. The corpse See, bee? That's the trick about the corpse bee. No one really knows anything about the corpse bee. Yeah. Oh. It was just a game of telephone. I I think I like paraphrase whatever I was able to remember, and then I try to look it up. And
0: started. well, it's good for us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm down for a corpse bee. Welcome to the Roll for Insanity podcast.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back, everyone. Thanks for uh, joining us once again, and uh, for all our new listeners, welcome. I hope you enjoy. Sit back and relax, and uh, listen to our zaniness. Um, Today we have a full house again. Uh, We can start with uh, Joey. Hey. Got Ryan. Hello. We have Bree. Hello. We have Clay. Why am I last? You're not. You know, and, in, in and <laughs> me, Kevin, I'm last. Wow. You never introduce yourself. <laughs> I know, I always forget. Wait, you're here this time? No, he was I first know. last time. That's yeah, true. That's right. Well, I, I have to do that so I don't forget. True. As I get halfway around the table, it's like, oh yeah. Okay, I got everybody. Yeah. <laughs> go. Not me. <laughs> oh well. Hey, uh, this time we are definitely going to uh, discuss the critical uh, roles successes. of and successes fails. and fails. What happens when you roll a natural twenty, and what happens when you roll a natural one? Uh, We've had some discussions on that, but we wanted to devote a little more time to that.
0: Yeah, Uh, we've been promising this for like a month now. Yeah, I think it actually. We've had so many discussions about this. I
2: agree. (laughs) I think I think we started probably four or five episodes back. So I think you're right. It's been about a month. It's It's okay. Sorry. Thanks for
0: waiting.
3: <laughs> if you've been waiting a whole month to listen to us talk about critical successes and failures, this episode's dedicated to you. Hey.
2: Hey. So when you roll a natural 20 or a natural one in D&D, uh, there are ramifications and there's a lot of discussion on whether it should be supernatural or not. Most of us are in the, <laughs> uh, the opinion that, you know, if you roll a natural 20, you say I, I'm going to fly across the you know the cavern or the canyon here, and it's a uh, 300 feet. But I rolled a 20; I should be Superman.
1: I gained the ability to fly uh-huh.
2: exactly, or levitate, you know, whatever, you know. But uh, I, uh, for the most part, I, I I haven't been involved in those kind of campaigns, but I've heard a lot of them, and I know Clay. It just uh, when we talk never. about it, his his eyes start to twitch, and you know his his whole so body kind of you know. Yeah. It's,
0: so. it's It bothers me specifically because I think people forget about probability a lot. <laughs> you have a 1 in 20 chance of rolling a natural 20 or a natural 1. Right, that's a 5% chance. Yeah. So
3: that's like 1 in 10 rolls is going to be either a critical success or a critical failure.
0: And you don't have a 1 in 10 or even a 1 in 20 chance of doing something amazing in your life ever. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. If you don't have a 1 in 20 chance of doing the thing that you're trying to do, then it's not going to happen. And a lot, I think DM, some DMs counter that with doing, what were you guys saying, a confirming rolls. Right. We have so to roll a second one.
3: There are, th- this of course only works for attacks because skill checks you can't uh, traditionally like critically succeed or critically fail at a skill check what what can you say that again for Um, the audience yeah here one more time for everyone (laughs) you cannot critically succeed or fail at a skill check according to the core rules oh
0: my goodness so are you saying all those times that i did a skill check and a dm told me uh that i critted or crit failed they were wrong (gasps) Yes. Oh my goodness. You've been my only DM, though. Rogues, if if you've uh, had a
3: DM who said that you snapped your lockpick in the lock when you rolled on that one, they were wrong. They're mean. Um, Anyway, uh, that's something that can be easily homebrewed. But yeah, as the core rules stand, you cannot critically succeed or fail at a skill check. Um, So let's get into confirming criticals. So... Uh, confirming a critical is exactly what it sounds like if you roll an attack against somebody and you roll a 20 which would regularly be a critical like hit then you would roll a second d20 and for this one you just have to hit their armor class so if you have like you know you still get all of your bonuses if they have like a 15 ac and you have like a plus four to hit if you roll like a 11 or higher then you've confirmed the critical and basically, what that means is, yes, you did actually crit. So um, that would give you your like your double dice damage, um, and all of that. And the reason that you do this is so that you can have those more miraculous moments. So let's say you have a DM who like really wants to like make things cool when you critically succeed at something and make things suck when you critically fail (laughs) at something.
0: (laughs) All DMs.
3: (laughs) Then you would confirm both ways. So if you rolled a natural one, uh, and this is less commonly seen, most DMs will have critical confirms for um, a critical attack, like a, a nat 20, but they won't have it for a nat one. And so the way that I would have it work for confirming a critical failure is the exact same, but in the opposite direction. So if you roll a one and then you roll the attack roll again and you miss, then that would be a critical fumble. And this is kind of where you would see like critical success and critical fumble charts, um, where you would roll like your D100 or whatever, and that would determine how good or bad the like fumble or attack is. And so this goes, like, really deep. There's a whole bunch of different things that you can do with this. But the long story short is basically confirming a critical makes it more rare and something more special than just a 5% chance. And it gives the DM the ability to make those more special. So you could have something more miraculous happen. Like, maybe you cut off somebody's arm. um, Or you could have something really bad happen if you critically fail. Like, you're disarmed and your sword is, like, knocked out of your hand and sticks into the roof or something. Um, So... Basically critical confirmations set up for those kinds of things to happen without it being a regular occurrence every single combat.
2: That help you?
0: It it helps me, but it also it goes out to a lot of the DMs. This one's kind of a question for a lot of DMs that do seem to enjoy tormenting their players when they roll a one. (laughs) And Joey's giving me an evil look right now. (laughs) So why why is it that people seem to forget like it's a one in 20 chance every time I'm if I'm a seasoned adventurer and I've gotten into a fight and I roll a one I I don't feel like I stab myself no or, but a lot of DMs seem to take it that way they seem to take it like if they have to punish you if you rolled a one versus just not succeeding in a spectacular fashion Kevin brought one up uh, for an attack you would make him drop a weapon right
2: if it was a critical fail and confirmed. Mm-hmm. They okay. would drop their weapon, and then they'd have they'd have two choices. They could either try to you know uh, pick up the lost weapon or, or switch a to a life. different weapon. Right. You know, but that you lost an action. But that's it. That's I mean a critical. Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't do the you stab yourself in the foot. You know, you you know now, if you were shooting. <laughs> right I could see you, like hitting net, friendlies or, like an ally. right you know? Know, so if you're shooting through friendlies you know, using a crossbow or something like that and you critically you roll a one right. it's like oh that's not too good and then if you, you critically failed your second roll then I would roll a percentile and it probably ask you know high or low and we'll see you know how far off were mm-hmm. you you know six inches mm, not too bad you know eight inches well now they, they pierced earrings you know they're right. available to them but You know, but I mean, you know, that could happen, but I don't usually do that only if they're doing something stupid, (laughs) like shooting through friendlies, you know, which is not something you should be doing anyway.
3: And that's kind of like a credible thing too, like getting disarmed because you could have um, like a critical failure be flavored as like your character, like making a stupid snap decision, like deciding to lunge in combat. And because you like took a risky move, not only did it not land, but it also put you in an awkward position where you could be disarmed. Exactly. And so it, it's kind of easy to flavor it without it being like your character suddenly went brain dead and stabbed himself in the leg or something like, you fool, right.
2: <laughs> and I think you know, Play the the DMs that you're talking about. They're probably inexperienced, you know, and they yeah. just they're you know they they're hey. just trying to make it more, <laughs> Not more you know, <laughs> <Not yet. laughs> more of a miraculous move or you know something. Um, you know you can you can flavor your campaigns differently. You know I've um, I've listened to a couple of podcasts uh, of gameplay, and one of them I really like is you know he'll explain what the hit is. You know that the DM will go through and say you know this is what you did um so not only is it just you know it's four points but you know hey those four points you cut off a pinky you know i mean and it's like okay well you know i can see where that damage you have wife you know four points and guys got you know 60 hit points that's why it was a pinky i get it i think that's better but i mean like you were saying though the you know all of a sudden you can either fly or your you know your weapon goes sailing out of the room and it's you know it's lost forever you know Mm -hmm. i mean they I think you just have to, you know, maybe discuss with the DM, you know, yeah. outside of the game, and just say, "Hey, dude, that, that was a little crazy." I
3: yeah. uh, and the the only other complaint that I have that I know some DMs do is they'll have critical fumbles apply to their players, but not their NPCs. Right. True. So right. Yeah. if you mm-hmm. have an enemy and they roll like a nat 20 you'll do crit damage to your players but if they roll nat 1 you'll just be like ah they missed and (laughs) then if your player rolls nat 1 it's like oh you accidentally slit your friend's achilles tendon (laughs) uh, they're bleeding out their movement is halved and they take uh, 10 points of damage
1: Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a firm believer if a player can do it in a PC can do right, it. Right, exactly. Definitely Within reason. So, yeah.
3: like, you know, it might suck that you could stab yourself on a crit fail, but if the same, like, standard applies to enemies, then the game is more or less fair, I would say.
2: And, I mean, I understand being fair, you know, but, you know, a lot of DMs, it seems like it's their, their you know, intent to... Do a TPK. I mean, I yep. think that's what they're looking for. They're trying to kill off as many as they can.
3: I mean, sure. We could ta- have, like, a whole episode where we talk about, like, the DM versus players mentality. You know? But... We're um, not making any promises on that one. This one was <laughs> no. bad But... Like yeah. yeah, there are a lot of people who think that the job of the DM is to like defeat the players and create like enemies that are so hard that it ends up like killing all of them.
2: And no one's going to play that. And I mean, you you play the one you know campaign, you probably never play right. with that DM again. You know, I mean, it's it, it's not fun. Maybe we'll that's s- their goal. Right. Right.
0: <laughs> Careful. Yeah, that's that's the. They were like, I don't, I don't want to DM. I want to play. So if I kill you all faster, somebody right. else gets to DM. Yeah. Well, nice now so that
2: I can understand. So
1: you're walking down the street. Oh, look at dragon. Yeah.
0: <laughs> anyway, I brought my character sheet with me. So.
1: <laughs> 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 all right, that's it. Campaign over. Who's DMing next? I got yeah. my player already. I and mean, that's why we've tried
3: to been uh coercing Caleb to do but uh you know yeah <laughs> still gotta
2: we we're, we're poor Caleb Dude, somehow we're trying that to get world him in. is alive I, you know it and they just they won't die
3: right like yeah. against all odds they like, just you know, keep session, surviving like, what was it session one or session two they summon a dragon mm. and they give it the command word kill like Caleb could have tpk'd right there <laughs> <was> like okay
1: <sighs> and now the government is falling apart no the government is gone the government's Not gone. Falling yeah. apart. sorry it's
3: yeah, wild magic deleted the government <laughs> of this world. Control <laughs> <It laughs> delete, And goodbye. I think it's now become like a military state. Anyway. Is it a cult? Yeah, I don't know.
0: So going back into the critical <laughs> thing. So <laughs> not only... T- <laughs> this is not just to the DMs. I'm not just ribbing on you today for the, the nat one Yeah, Players, DMs. if you roll a nat 20, shut up. <laughs> stop asking for magical things to happen and stop expecting them to happen too. How many times have I, we've had several I, 3 I of you have been that 20 on trying to <laughs>
1: jump over this 200 foot gap. Yeah. All right, yeah. you make it like twenty, 20 feet, feet and out and fall. you fall. Yeah. Okay.
0: You got a lot farther than anybody ever thought you would, have. right? Right, that <laughs> twenty feet was more than you should have you been able to make. You beat everyone's change. expectations. But yeah. I mean, you're falling. Uh, yeah. Or yeah. like, uh, I rolled a nat
3: twenty to seduce this person. It's like, okay, well,
1: this person hates your
3: guts. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that person's
0: okay. a table. So <laughs> <laughs> you did not. You did not seduce the table. but right. You think you did. <laughs> yeah. Stop. Stop expecting the DM to table give you phone. magical powers if you roll a twenty. And except when you roll a one that your character's gonna goof. But I also think I feel like we should just honestly make a, a whole guide of questions to ask your DM on session zero. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that would be a great something I'll work on. Yeah, you know yeah. what?
2: Let's uh, we you will can put work a on that we'll, on the website. We'll, yeah, we'll put yep. it up on the website because these are questions that you probably do want to talk to your DM about. Yeah. especially if you haven't played. With yeah. the person, or, you know, I mean, even as a character, because you're going to get some kind of semblance of what kind of a player he's going right. to be, you know, yeah. and then when he's a you, you DM, you're going to assume that's going to just carry over, and yeah. it does, I mean, it really does, I mean, you know, mm-hmm. that's it's, it's us, you know, yeah, we're, we're people. And we do that Speak for yourself. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I
3: think <laughs> that there's actually some campaigns where there's like a place for like hyperbolic success, right? Yeah. Where, like, if you aren't taking anything seriously and the entire campaign is like a bunch of like running gags and goofs, you know, like, you know, jumping over a 200 foot chasm, as long as it's not like derailing your campaign, you're like, yeah, whatever, you know? and, like... Your God blesses right, you. right? Or, like, or like I remember in one campaign that I was in that was, like, in this same vein where it was completely ridiculous, um, we asked if we could sleight of hand to steal a table <laughs> and just, like, <laughs> like, sneak it out of the tavern that we were in. And the DM's like, yeah, sure, whatever. We brought this with the sleight of hands. <laughs> yeah. And, like, obviously in any semblance of a realistic game like no you aren't going to be able to hide the table that people are actively eating at (laughs) in your pocket (laughs) and sneak out of a tavern but like yeah so really it all just really it all just comes back to like set your precedent in session zero for like what's to be expected
0: be be kind to your DMs and DMs be kind to your players. I agree. It's a give and take. Yeah, that's yeah.
2: a it, that is a two way street and no. you really do. You know, don't don't expect, you know, too much from the DM. Yeah. And DM, you know, you know be kind. Yeah, <laughs> don't be a jerk.
0: Yeah, it's I, I get it. Maybe you didn't want a DM. And that's another thing. If you don't want a DM, don't, don't DM. DM. Yeah. yeah, just don't. Just don't Yeah. It's don't let them pressure you Joey? into hmm. DMing. Yeah. You're DMing. Yeah, no, no. you're you're, you're good. You're you're stuck. I'm just going to
1: drag you guys through the mud until you realize you don't want me to DM anymore.
0: (laughs) We pretty
2: much, isn't that what these pretty much have all been? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. If you
0: TPK us, then uh, we'll just switch no, to no, a different No, that's DM. too easy. Oh, that's chaos. too easy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Joey's a masochist. Now. Yeah, he, he <laughs> wants to
3: yeah. make sure that we suffer yeah. while we're doing this. He, I wants, wants, us, to make sure he wants us to have time to develop our characters so that he can systematically tear them apart. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> I want you guys to get emotionally attached to this world as I slowly rip it from your cold, dead fingers.
0: <laughs> now, I was actually, not to change the subject, but also to change the subject, <laughs> I was uh, reading through Reddit a couple times, and I've seen this a few times, and I think it's a really interesting idea. Have you guys um, had any experience with wild magic campaigns, like where a lot of the focus of the campaign is around the wild magic table? Boy, I I sure did try to start one of those. (laughs) (laughs) I
3: was going to run a campaign where everybody was a bunch of commoners. Like they weren't even like a level in an actual class. Like you would be like a hunter, and so you would have a bow, and you wouldn't have any like proficiency in it or anything. You would just have a bow, and there was like (laughs) uh, I would just use like the stat blocks for like NPCs basically from the DM's guide. Great. Think it's a homebrew NPC. And then the driving factor was just going to be uh, wild magic, and it was going to be everywhere, and every single spell was going to trigger it. And all humans were, like, innately born with magic, so everybody knew, like, at least one cantrip. It's a world of sorcerers. And, yeah, so basically, um, it was just going to lead into chaos, because, you know, like, session one, you have somebody, like, prestigiate a few fireworks, and regularly, yes, I know, wild magic doesn't trigger off of cantrips but here it does. Um, <gasps> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, it was just going to be stupid and fun, but it never got off
0: the ground, unfortunately. That's okay. I, I, I like the concept of it, of just a campaign where wild magic will be randomly set off by certain things. Right. Yeah.
2: Well, and I think that's, you know, that's another one. What type of campaign do you want to be in? Do you want to be yeah. one that's just frivolous and fun? Do you, are you hardcore, you know, it's got to follow the lines, you know, along, you know, like the Renaissance period, everything, you know, the I mean, order. Into like and, war games. Right, you know, play. or so, I mean, there's so many different types, you know, and, and varieties out there uh-huh. um, that you should send your questions in, you know, and things like that. And what do you want us to, to, you know, talk about? Because things like this will come up, but it's, you know, I wouldn't say that this is something that we're going to think about. Because we've most of us have played for you know quite a while, right. and yes. Clay and Bree the, the, and even Joey that are a little newer, they may not have come across everything. You know we've seen just about everything that could be out there, yeah. and you know especially me for you know the couple of years I've played, and you know we don't think about that. So if you've got something that you want to ask or want us to discuss, um, drop us a, a note in on the website, and yeah. we'd be more than happy to discuss it because I think. Like you said, having a a sheet that kind of gives you an idea of what questions you should be asking in session zero, that's a brilliant idea. It really is. But we may miss things too, again, because we just, you know, assume that we know to ask it and it might be not, you know, something that we're not going to think about. So definitely do that. By the way,
3: the website is (laughs) www.rollforinsanity.com. That's roll, the number four, insanity.com.
2: We've got a lot of a uh, lot of information out there, and hopefully a lot more to come. So don't worry, we'll, I'll plug it again later. Okay. It'll be fun. Um,
3: <laughs> anyway. So Clay, Wild Magic Campaign. Yeah. So I was thinking <laughs> like
0: uh, Wild Magic Campaign. So I've been reading a few different stories about people that had a campaign where um, random things would set off the Wild Magic Table, and if I'm not mistaken, the Wild Magic Table is a table of a thousand random things.
3: It's if you're looking at the Player Handbook, it yeah. is a hundred, I believe. Okay. And then the one that I use, which I don't. Don't remember the name of right now, but if you just search it, um D ten Thousand Wild Magic
0: Table, you'll find <laughs> it Oh, there's um, ten thousand Ten thousand options, yeah. That's way better. But and yeah, I think people have been using some with like a lot of different options and they're really funny. Yeah. And I think that it makes for a really enjoyable campaign. Um and it's something that I think I may want to like attempt at some point is a wild magic campaign. But like, one of the best parts yeah. is, like, half of the effects you wouldn't even, like,
3: notice immediately. Yeah. Like, there was one where it's, like, the, the next nearest uh, king is, is, like, struck dead or something. So, like, <gasps> you wouldn't
0: even know. Like <laughs> <laughs> Did I do that? Like, um,
1: <laughs> I fought a wild um, sorcerer in a, an arena once. Yeah. And he just cowered it after he cast a spell, and I just was confused staring at him looking around <laughs> like what am i supposed to do with it?
3: yeah he got something like um the next person that causes damage to the caster uh causes this person to fear for their life or something like that
0: <laughs> so
1: yeah so i just claimed victory from doing almost nothing <laughs>
0: well there you go yeah so quick plug here speaking of tables so there's the wild magic table um D-10,000 Wild Magic sounds amazing. If you're looking for other tables of just random things, if you go to reddit.com, there's a subreddit called Behind the Tables, Mm. which is just a whole bunch of homebrewed tables for things that you can roll on. It has the table of tables. Yeah, it does have the table of tables. Which is amazing. Yeah, it's got a bunch. It's it's basically just an index of different tables if you need something. Really good resource for uh,
3: any up-and-coming DMs. Yeah, Yeah.
0: a lot of them are homebrewed. They're really great.
1: That's how I designed my
0: Obala, which is a fruit. (laughs) Hmm. Thank you. It just looks like a grape. The drug fruit. Drug the fruit. drug fruit. That's Love where those. that came from? Yeah. Oh, man. It's good stuff. Now, my next question to you guys, I'm thinking of the Wild Magic thing. That's kind of a homebrew. Let's go the opposite direction. Have you guys ever played those pre-made campaigns, the ones that are already have all the set areas? Do you have a set objective? Have you guys ever done any of those? I've played in one, but
3: I've never finished one. I've are played you? Lost Minds of Phandelver, like probably three times. Okay. And we never got past the Goblin Cave. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't you get past the Goblin Cave? Well, right? the thing is, we just finished <laughs> it, and then the session ended, and then those campaigns never got picked
0: up again. Oof. Mm. Do we think that those campaign are those good starters, or do we think that those are almost are they just boring? I think premates are
3: think actually great. Yeah. Like yeah. Um, the first time that I played Lost Minds of Fandelver, like I didn't know what was happening, and so like it might as well have been their homebrew campaign because everything was, like, new and exciting. And, in fact, things are a lot better fleshed out. And so if you're a new DM, that's, like, a great option for you because all the work is done. You just have to, like, run the game and check, like, the reference book that it comes with. Um, pretty cool. And so I wouldn't say it's any better or any worse. Like, it might be a little bit more tight-laced, but, like, you can still open it up and, like, put homebrew stuff in there if you Mm -hmm. want.
0: Yeah. So, good resource. If you're a DM and you're not really sure where to start or if you want to start a game with your friends, check out the pre-made games. Everything's already done for you, and it'll kind of walk you through how NPCs are going to act, what kind of rooms there are, if there's traps, what special loot, and everything else. And it all kind of just meshes together. And I think that's a, I think you're right. I think that's a really good resource for new people. I've just I've never played one, so I'm curious. If yeah, you've I've, been spoiled. Yeah, I have. I've yeah. All, I've, it's yeah. all been homebrew, and it's been great. Um, it just... I, I think that they're really cool. I, I like the idea of them. Are, have you guys ever run one? Has any of you ever actually started one as the DM?
1: I was going to, but okay. then I was like, "No, nah, I, I hate myself. <laughs> and I'm going to spend <laughs> countless hours designing my own world."
0: That's fair. Did you actually like look at any of the, the resources yeah. for it? How were they?
1: Uh, they were interesting. Okay. I, I was looking at the starter edition one because okay. that's what I had nice. access to, and, right. um,
0: and it was it was interesting, huh?
1: Yeah, I looked about 10 pages in and I was like, (laughs) all right, that's enough. (laughs) Never mind. (laughs) Never mind. Um,
3: I, for me, it's just more fun to DM my own, like, world rather than one that already exists because I'm really into, like, the lore writing and, like, the deep history and designing areas and stuff. Um, And I don't get to do that with a pre-made, so it takes some of the fun out of it for me. But, um, like, I'm not against it. Like, if people wanted to play D D for like a one shot or something and i didn't have anything prepped but like i have campaign settings like in my bookshelf at home so <laughs> like if people are like right let's play D right now and i'm like uh okay <laughs> See, Ryan, how often D&D does that happen right to you where
0: people are like let's play D right now right i
3: mean more than once <laughs> surprisingly like um, and so like you know I could come up with something off the top of my head, but it probably wouldn't be very good. Or I could just run, like, a campaign setting. And I believe a lot of them come with pre-made characters. I'm not positive on that. The starters do, yeah. 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 And so then you don't even have to worry about character creation, which usually takes a few hours, and you can really just, like, get going.
2: Well, and it's for the people that are just starting. I mean, it's really designed for that um, to, you know, direct mine you know, my history towards your question. Yeah. Back in the day, that's pretty much all they had. Wizard had several. Um, and I'm not going to say that the DMs were not creative, <laughs> but it wasn't, uh, it, at the time, that wasn't the the, the point. Remember, uh, you know, I, I keep re- referring back to yeah, it was the just war games. hack and slash. Yes, it was more <laughs> strategic, you know. Right. I'm going to, we're going to line up our characters here. You know, there's the, you know, the enemies, if there were any NPCs, you know, whatever. Um, I think nowadays it's much more about story. Yeah. But, you know, how comfortable are you, Clay, or Bree, you know, in in doing a homebrew like crazy Joey here?
0: (laughs) See, I think DMing a homebrew, if you go into it with the knowledge that it's a homebrew, I think it's almost a, a lot easier because you don't really have to follow the core rulebook as much, you can kind of just do things on the fly. That, I think that plays that, a lot better. Yeah.
2: It, that plays to your strengths. Yeah, it does. I, I'm no.
0: really good at improvising, and that's right. you
2: know, and that's uh, that is an excellent quality for a DM. It really mm-hmm. is because, but,
0: like you know, if you're not great
3: at improvising, right, then you have yeah. the pre-made like campaigns set up for you. You don't have to worry about like players throwing you a curveball because they have already like planned out. Right. Pretty much everything they've
2: they've decided. You know, pretty much all the outcomes. And then breed that. Would would you feel more comfortable maybe starting like a starter?
1: To start, I would be overwhelmed with the creative freedom. I would. (laughs) I would feel like there was. I would maybe brainstorm a lot, but never end up deciding on what to go with. See, See
3: and the thing is, you could take a pre-made and you could turn it into a homebrew Exactly. Yeah, that's true. That's to as, as, I was as you finish say, the story arc, you could just you don't don't even have wherever to. wherever you want. You right? could
2: you could start, and then all of a sudden the creative juices are flowing, mm-hmm. and now you, you have an idea. Well, I don't want to do that. That That's kind of silly. I don't want them to yeah. do that. You know, then you have oh well, you're going to go into that cave and you know oh, massive earthquake. Sorry, caved, crazy, cave caved in and that's
0: it, oh no, no more. But look at this magic tree over that's here right. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. and with a unicorn. Uh, I think it.
3: that if you're like looking to write your own campaign and like world and story, whatever. Um, looking at the like pre made's is probably a pretty good idea too because you can get an idea of what somebody who like professionally makes these like for a living like how they lay out their encounters like how they create plot hooks and design NPCs and so even if you aren't planning on running one it's worth referencing because you can learn okay. a lot from like the way that they write their campaigns
2: even just reading them it, it's actually a kind of a cool story you, yep, know? I yeah. mean, you know if you look at it that way it's yeah. more like looking at um uh, uh, what do they call that uh, the actors books no <laughs> <laughs> yeah. actors and actresses they read the scripts, scripts. Yes. it's like reading a script because right. you're seeing all this stuff and they're 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 laying out okay this is what it looks like this is yeah. who you're going to see this is the way they act here's where uh, the fights are going to be exactly yeah. i mean actually it, it, it's not bad and i would recommend anybody who's going to start out as a dm other than Crazy Joey, yeah. Crazy Joey, Crazy Joey, but uh, I would say maybe so. you know use a <laughs> pre-made campaign yeah. just because it is easier. That and sounds there.
1: easier for something like role playing instead of me maybe sticking to the same type of character. I'm like okay, like the different personalities, maybe the different races and Wait. classes. That's why I jumped into it because I'm bad at role playing. I'm like, <laughs> this is how I'm going to get better. Jump into yeah. the deep end, yeah. Now and then you guys have to suffer through it. Yep. <laughs> there is
2: a, another campaign that I have been in okay. where um, they put in all the races, mm-hmm. all the classes, each one, depending on how many.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And uh, usually they, they'll do 10, 10, 10. So you have your race, your class, and all the others are done by a D10. You roll oh. a D10. You're stuck with it. You, you know, whatever it is. And if it's one that's not a, you know, something that would maybe not be normal, doesn't matter. That's what you're, that's, you know, so now you have to role play because now you're role playing maybe a, a race that would never be that class. A dwarf sorcerer. Yeah, or, you know, <laughs> a dwarf or, or a half orc paladin. You know, I mean, that's, uh, I that's, see that's a yeah, paladin. but that's, I could
0: not see a the dwarf sorcerer. Or- <laughs> yeah. That would yeah. a half orc wizard.
2: Yeah, that's it. that would
0: be hit a little orc tough. wizard. Orc, yeah. wizard. Full again, orc yeah, wizard, orc yeah. wizard. Yeah. So
2: we could always run one of those campaigns at some point too, and that really forces you Goblin out of your comfort barbarian. zone. Gronk cast yes. fireball. Yeah. A halfling, artificer. A halfling
1: barbarian. We now, could do this. All that day. would be funny. <laughs> <laughs> he
2: can only hit you below the waist. Oh, but
1: when he hits <laughs> you, <laughs> <laughs> you'll no. Hit no. You. <laughs> now, now here's another fun one. You got to play gnome barbarian because then you get resistance to certain magic. Yeah.
0: Fun question. Yeah. Yeah. How would you guys feel about a campaign where the DM already has pre made characters and he just randomly assigns them to you? He flips them all face down and you just grab a character sheet at random and you just play it that way. My thing <laughs> is I'm
3: okay with that for a one shot, but yeah. like almost all the enjoyment I get out of uh, like being a player in D and D comes from crafting a character. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: I could see that. So, but yeah. th-
3: like I don't know, I could get into it potentially. That's like you. if I got attached to the character I was playing, but like I could very honestly say it wouldn't be, like, every character. Like, <laughs> there, there are definitely characters where I would be, like, handed it, and I'm like, these are just, like, stats on Wrong. a piece of paper. I don't <laughs> care ben. about any of this. <laughs> right. Badman no.
1: could die, and I wouldn't blink.
2: Yeah. But, I mean, I think if you brought your own, you know, your own soul to the character, it's gonna, you, you can still make yeah. it yours, you know.
0: I didn't know I was going to be, uh, what is it, a, a gnomish character. Uh, Fortune teller, but <laughs> I put my soul into Orsa. Yeah. And
2: you know what? That would be a really good character it for would. a campaign. Um, yeah, it would be really good. There was good. actually
3: a really interesting campaign idea. I don't recall exactly who... Like, what it was, it was either a campaign that Caleb was in or one that he was telling me about. But um, the idea was that all of these people were waking up hungover from, like, a crazy night out at the bar. And they all had (laughs) memory loss. And so they they didn't remember what classes they were or, like, what race they were (laughs) or, like, what spells they had memorized. And so they just had to figure things out as they went along. And so they're, like... Wait, this has uh th- this looks like it matches the armor that you woke up in. I think you're like a paladin and they're like, "Oh, I am
1: cool." <laughs> and,
3: and so like the entire point was like regaining their like memory and then doing something afterwards. I don't remember exactly, but yeah. And so that gave um, all the players didn't actually choose their racer classes. The DM like decided that beforehand and
0: like handed them out like character sheets. That's a fun one. Yeah,
1: that sounds really fun. I like that.
0: But uh, and I yeah. think that's good for new players, people that don't know where to start. I think that a campaign where you're assigned a character would be great, and I, you get to experience it.
2: And I think that it would it takes you out of your comfort zone. You yeah, know? you you know you're playing something that you've never played before.
0: Yeah. Possibly. Th- are are there any resources for new players, like a printout or something of yeah, your there class?
3: There definitely is. Um, like, I'm pretty sure that if you buy the new players' like set, like the starter set, it comes with a bunch of like pre-made character sheets that are super simplified. Um, as well as like uh, a simplified version of the player's handbook that like ex- like really holds your hand and walks you through all of it.
2: Yeah, well, just... even the, the player the player's handbooks are really good at yeah, uh, giving dens. the information. Yeah, I mean, they're, <laughs> they're it's yeah. more of like
3: a reference book to most people than something you'd actually read through. The starter's kit comes with like it's almost like a pamphlet, like yeah, a little right, bit Right, right. It's like here's
1: the base rules. And, and, you know, and they're
2: going to encourage a fighter. They're going to encourage a cleric. I right. mean, they're going to go very simple, very, yeah. you know, just uh, They're going to, like, Martial. pick base. easy spells yeah. that are, like, easy to use.
3: Yeah. And, I mean, it
2: works because that's, you know, honestly, when you're first starting out, you know, I, we've had people that, you know, will pick, you know, all these super-duper spells and never able to use a one because it just it wasn't the, the, the what they should have, you know, yeah. you know at that, yeah. that point in, in their, you know, their career, So
0: Punishment for mid-maxers. <laughs> <laughs> we
2: are running a little late on this one. Oh, don't. Oh, well, so well, let me, we, me let me plug our social media. Yeah,
3: we'll media let please. you plug it. Please. We have social media, Ryan? We do. Uh, okay. Tell me about it. So if you're interested in learning more about our podcast, you can uh, find all of our information at our website, which is www.rollforinsanity.com. That's roll, the number four, insanity.com. Um, there we have links to all of our social media. We're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, Probably some other ones. I don't know. I don't keep up with
2: it. Thank you, Nathan.
3: Thanks, Nathan. Uh, One day I'll actually remember all of the social media we're on, uh, but it's not today. Anyway, um, and also we have a feedback section. You can ask your questions, anything that you want answered in upcoming podcasts. You can just put in directly in there and we get those and we'll read through them um or you know if there's uh something that you want us to change you said hey that clay guy I'm not really pleased with him please take him <laughs> off the show make me cry um <laughs> yeah we can do that that can be arranged um and then so <laughs> we also have a place where you can sign up for our newsletter so you'll get updates whenever a new episode goes up um or whenever we decide to send out like a little newsletter to everyone let you guys know that we're changing something or whatever um and also we have a little section for aspiring new players or, uh, older players who are looking to get some new gear for the hobby. We have, uh, like a starter section with a bunch of necessities that you might want, like dice, dice tower, battle mats, uh, the works. Uh, it's we separate. have, we have the Amazon links on our website. You can go and find it there. And soon, uh, I don't know if it'll be up by the time this episode goes up, but our list of session zero, like questions, questions. and, um, like, I, I don't know, ideas to run past your DM or players.
2: Information you just need to know. Yeah,
3: session Zero pamphlet will be posted eventually.
0: <laughs> Keep it <laughs> so, eye. Yeah. Uh, I think that's it. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye, Bye guys.
1: Bye.